Coming up next on Contemplate. There's all kinds of things that we can't see that are invisible, and yet we have faith that they exist. Faith. Now, what exactly does that mean? And to have it, do we need to check our brains at the door? How does it all work? Well, in this episode of Contemplate, Pastor David will begin to help us figure it all out. Here's Pastor David. Um, We've been in a series called Spirituality or Ismology. Um, Common word, I know, um, because I made it up. And it is a, basically, we have a lot of isms and a lot of ologies and a a lot of systems for explaining what we experience right? The, what we call phenomenon, the things that we experience. That's, that word is got a bunch of syllables. All it means is those things that we experience, that we, that we take in, that we, that we uh, sense, and so on. For all of those things, all the things that we see about life, we have all of these explanations. And so the series is called that basically because what we're doing is we're telling the true story of everything. We're talking about the Christ follower's uh, understanding of how the universe works, how everything works, how does it work together? Why do bad things happen? Why do good things happen? Why did Justin Bieber get popular? These are all questions that I think we really have to think through um, because they're very confusing. No no offense to the believers out there. But we have all these questions, right? We have all these things that we see, and we have to be able to make sense of them somehow. And so we construct for ourselves, whether we do it knowingly or unknowingly, we construct for ourselves a story, a narrative, okay? And there's something called a meta-narrative, big narrative, big story that every single human being has, We all have this meta-narrative, this big story, this way that we understand everything that happens, okay? We call it a worldview, a worldview, okay? And um, I've asked you to have two questions in mind while we do this series. The first one is, is what I'm saying true? Is the story that I'm telling true? If the answer to that question is yes, and you say the story is true, then what should I do about it? What should you do about it, right? Because this worldview that I'm talking about, this meta-narrative, this story, this way that we understand things, the things that we believe drive our action. If we believe something, we act consistent with that belief. We act in the way that that belief drives us to act. And so if we believe that the true story of everything that I'm telling, that God is telling, that Christ is telling, the Bible's telling, that nature's telling, which is what I'm suggesting, that all of these things are telling this story. That's why I say it's the true story. It's not just my story. It's not a bedtime story. It's the true story of everything. And if you believe that it's true, it should drive your action. As you construct your worldview, most people don't construct it. Most people catch it, okay? Most people do not construct their worldview thinking about it. 
Okay, I believe this, and I believe this, and this is consistent with this. You gotta think about it like building a house, right? Brick by brick, you're building the foundation, you're building it story by story, you're building this house up of the things that you believe. And if this brick over here and this brick over here don't make sense with each other, the house is gonna fall down. It's not gonna make sense. It's gonna lead to nonsense in your life. And so we have to look at each brick as we go, right? We have to understand the whole story in context in order to have what I've called a coherent and consistent worldview, right? Coherent covers everything. Consistent, everything makes sense with itself, right? So as we go through, as we go through this message and as we've gone through these other messages, those, those questions should be ringing in your mind. Is this true? Is this true? Is this true? If it is, what should I do? What should I do? Because your actions will be based on your worldview. So we take very seriously something that in the realm of philosophy and, and theology and these types of things, there's, there's, this, there's a lot of talk about the intersection of faith and reason. Faith and reason, okay? How do faith and reason fit together, okay? We, we ourselves, we use our minds and we use our hearts and we use these ways of understanding and knowing things, but how, what place does faith play and what place does reason play? We've talked, earlier we talked about something called the fact-value dichotomy or the two-story view of truth, right? And we talked about how on the bottom level, there's, there's science, Right? Logic, reason. And on the upper story, there's things like religion, God, morality, uh, justice, love, things like that. And, and, and what some would say is that on that bottom level, we all understand those things and those are true for everybody and those are, uh, and those are one thing. But the things on top, God and religion and morality and all those things, those are a different thing. Right? And, and, and one of the places they make the separation is they call one reason and one faith and say there's no meeting between those two things. You either are, are dealing with things that involve reason and science, which are true, or you're dealing with things that deal with faith, which may be true to you, but aren't true to everybody. But that's not how faith and reason work. And in fact, that's an improper definition of what faith is. We've talked about why this doesn't make sense, right? Because God either exists or he doesn't exist. In actuality, regardless of what you believe or what I believe, God exists or he doesn't exist, right? That's, that's just true. And so therefore, it can't be on this upper level where you get to decide and this person gets to decide and we all live happily ever after. We are either right or we're wrong about it. So there is really no separation in truth. They try to make it. And one of the ways they do it is between faith and reason. Here's the thing, though. This is important. This is the first thing that you need to keep in your mind, kind of put it there as we walk through the rest of this message. Everything that you believe requires some aspect of faith, okay? Everything that you believe requires some aspect of faith. There are varying degrees of faith to believe certain things. For instance, I believe that there, are, that there is a building in Portland called the Moda Center, okay? I believe that that exists, I believe it's real. I have evidence to believe it, but I believe it to some extent on faith. In other words, I'm not in Portland right now and it could have disappeared, right? Somebody could have picked it up and thrown it in the ocean or something. I don't know. I believe that it's in Portland and not, for instance, didn't move to Seattle. I believe that it's not a hologram. I believe, you know, all these kinds of things take some faith, but very little, right? As opposed to me saying something like, I believe there are aliens on Mars, which would take more faith. 
And I know some of you are, you know, ancient aliens and you love that kind of stuff and you think, whatever, cool, aliens on Mars. But you'll at least admit that it takes more faith to believe that than it does to believe that the Moda Center is a building in Portland, right? You understand the difference. They all take faith, a certain amount of faith, but one takes very little faith and one takes a lot of faith, right? Um, I, I believe that this table exists and I believe it so much I'm going to lean against it. We're going to see if it'll hold me. Nope, it's going down, so kind of not, but... <laughs> See, I, even my faith was jacked up there. It's totally ruining my, my example here. Um, I believe it, and it was pretty easy to believe. Why? Because I can see it, right? I can sense it. But our senses don't always tell us the truth. They don't always tell us the truth. And in fact, we cannot always rely on our senses. For instance, I'm going to do a magic trick for you, Okay. Because, you know what, this is a fun place, and, and we do magic here. So I, I found this bottle. <clears throat> I don't know where it came from, but I found it. And I've got, uh, um, I've got a pencil in my pocket, I believe. Let's see if I've got a pencil. Yep, I've got a pencil here. And I'm going to put this pencil in this bottle, and it's going to float. Okay? Just, here we go. I'm, I'm hoping this is going to work. It worked last time, but you can never know, okay? All right, here we go. Whoa. What do you think about that? Down, down, go down. Oh, look at that. I'm like Harry Potter up here. Look at that. All right, okay, so I'm magic, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Is there any of this left? No, okay, all right, we're good. Um, all right, so did the pencil float? No, right? We know the pencil didn't float. Some of you are like, no, maybe you're really magic. I don't know, you are a pastor. Um, <laughs> pastors are not magic. Um, it, it didn't float, okay? <laughs> but how do you know? Why do you know? Even though it looked like, hopefully it looked like, I don't know how much of my trick you saw. Um, hopefully it looked like it floated to you because that was the whole point. But how do you know that it didn't really float? Because you're familiar with gravity, right? You've had pencils before, and you've probably dropped one before, and when you dropped it, it didn't stay right there and float in the air, and you could go like this, and it would come up and go down, right? That's never happened to you. If it's happened to you, we need to talk afterwards because you've got some organic brain issues that are making you see things, because that's not what happens to pencils. They drop. So here, although your eyes told you one thing, what was visible told you one thing, your experience of gravity told you something different and you knew, partially because I told you it was a trick, but you knew it was a trick and it wasn't really magic and that gravity still works and that there was something else going on, right? You knew that because you had more faith in gravity than you had in the fact that I went to wizard school or something, right? That's how it works. Your faith told you that although your eyes said one thing, your mind said something different. Now, here's the deal. You can see gravity in its effects, but you can't see gravity. Does anybody, has anybody ever seen gravity itself? Like if it's a thing out there and it's like, oh, I'm gravity? No, you've never seen that. Okay, There is no thing to see. And so, here's the point. This is very important. For things that are visible, we do one kind of investigation to determine whether they're real or true. For things that are invisible, we do a different kind 
of investigation of the evidence to see if they're real. In both cases, there's some level of faith, but there's usually a different level of faith for that which is invisible than for that which is visible, right? I mean, that makes sense. Some people say things like, hey, listen, I'm an atheist, but all you gotta do, all you gotta do is just show me God. Have him come down, sit in the armchair there, and say, hey, I'm God, and show himself to me, do a couple, make a pencil float, whatever, and I'll believe. Just show him to me. Just show him to me. But these same people that say that don't have any problem believing in love, or justice, or Julius Caesar, or gravity, right? Or the wind. None of the things that they can actually see. You can't see the wind, you can only see the tree moving. Right? But yet they believe there's wind. They don't say, well, I don't believe that's wind. That tree just became magically alive and started flapping its thing because I can't see the wind. No. We, there's all kinds of things that we can't see that are invisible, and yet we have faith that they exist. None of you have met Julius Caesar. I mean, there's a few older folks here, but not that, that old. Um, yet most of us believe there really was a guy named Julius Caesar, right? We've had his orange drinks, George Julius's. They're delicious. Um, And so we believe it, even though we haven't seen it. We have a way of taking that which is invisible, that which we can't see, and still coming to have faith in believing that it's true. Okay? So all knowledge has the requirement, every, every fact that you believe, basically, okay, basically every fact that you believe takes some level of faith to believe in, okay? And so what you're basically doing is you're taking reason, things like science and logic, investigation, what you can see, what you can touch, what you hear, taste, smell, all of these things, right? You're taking all these things and they're leading you down. You follow them and you follow the path. But at some point, you come to the end of where reason can take you. But there is still a gap between that and truth. And so I have, my daughter drew me this picture um, for, for us, this kind of sad guy that's here, and he's, and he's followed the path of reason as far as it will take him, but it can only take him so far. It can't take him to 100% certainty, right? He's followed as far as it can go, but truth is still some distance away. And so for every fact that you believe, for every truth that you believe, you have to get at some point from reason to truth, and that's where faith comes in. And, and then we have this bridge, that's called faith. And you can see he's much happier now that he's on the bridge, right? Um, he, he's got a smile. And, and, and what he's done is he's gotten, as far as reason will take him, he sees the gap between reason and truth. And the bridge that he de- takes to get to actual truth is faith. It happens with every single thing that you believe. And anyone who tells you that's not true is lying to you. They do not understand the way that knowledge works. We cannot believe anything without some Faith, okay? Um, I don't know. I mean, you can take it far, as far back as you want to. There's a guy named Descartes a long time ago. It's, I won't bore you with all of his philosophy, but he tried to take it back as far as he could, doubting everything, 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 until he's the guy who said, I think, therefore I am. That, was, that sentence was the one thing that he believed he, that he could have 100% certainty about. Nothing else in the entire world. That was the one thing he thought he could have 100% certainty about. There are arguments about whether he could even be certain about that. But nevertheless, he, he tested everything. We, we realize there's nothing that we can believe that doesn't require some amount of faith. I don't even know that I'm awake right now. I could be dreaming this. Unlikely because normally in my dreams about preaching, i in my underwear or something and all embarrassed. Something like that happens. And... I don't know, but you know what? The evidence seems pretty strong to me. 
that I'm not sleeping, right? That I am awake, that we're really here and all those kinds of things. But my reason could only take me so far. I could be wrong. I've had pretty realistic dreams before. I could be wrong. But I have faith that I'm awake, right? It takes some degree of faith. When you sat down in that chair, it took some degree of faith. It could have been fake. It could have been broken. It could have been any number of things, yet you put your weight in it because normally when you sit in a chair that looks like that, it holds your weight. So you had reason that took you to a certain point, but that where you sat down, that was faith. That was faith. Okay, so we have to understand, as serious people who want to take this, this, this religion, these beliefs, following Christ, we want to take it seriously, we want to take our life seriously, we have to understand the intersection between faith and reason. We can't talk about faith as if it's some magical thing out there, right? Oh, faith is that thing where you just believe anything anybody tells you, and reason is the real deal. That's not true, so we have to be serious about it. So what does it mean? How does reason lead to faith? And we're thinking about the true story of everything. How does it work for that? First, I want to I go through um, what Scripture says about what faith is, because I think it is such a misunderstood word. I think, I think we use that word for a lot of things. We talk about the Christian faith. I have faith in God. And people use that, that word, to mean something like blind belief, which is not what faith is. So what is Scripture? Scripture tells us it has a definition for faith. So what is it? Hebrews 11.1, 1, we get the biblical definition of faith. This is what it says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay. The substance, okay? The Greek word here is hypostasis, which is not important for you to remember, but I'm telling you so that you can so that we can see we're going to pull it back here and actually define the word. The literal meaning of this in Greek, the literal meaning is standing under, okay? Like a foundation, something that's holding up. The idea when you think about a foundation is it's just like that, like a building that you're looking at. And you see the building that's standing there, even though you can't see the foundation, you know that because the building is standing, the foundation must be there, right? Or else the building would fall down, because buildings need foundations, right? And so the idea here with the word substance that's being used here is, it is the invisible thing that we know by what we see that is visible, the invisible thing that we know by what we see that is visible. If you think about like giant sequoias, I don't know how many of you have ever been to see the giant sequoias, but they are pretty amazing. If you haven't, well, here they are. I've brought them to you. Um, a couple pictures of, of giant, giant sequoias here. These trees are standing in the middle of the forest, okay? And when we see them, these humongous, gigantic trees, what do we know? that they would not be standing unless there were roots that support them, right? Or else they'd fall down as soon as someone leaned against it or the wind came, right? We know that. We understand that. Trees have to have roots. In fact, and I got this from, I think, Wikipedia, so it has to be true. Um, the roots of these trees are 12 to 14 feet deep. Uh, mature sequoias roots can occupy over one acre of earth and contain over 90,000 cubic feet of soil. The massive matted roots and soil has to maintain the equilibrium of a tree that is nearly 300 feet tall, 30 stories, and weighs nearly 2 million pounds. Okay, so if I see a 300 foot tall, 2 million pound piece of wood sticking up in the ground, I can reason that there are roots underneath holding it up. The substance, right? 
the evidence of things not seen. What is the tree? Evidence of the roots. When I see the tree, evidence of the roots. That's faith, okay? Lock that in. Faith is the substance, that which holds up, that which we do see. It's the invisible, okay, that we know is there because of what we see in the visible. That's what faith is, okay? And we know in the same way all these things that we're talking about, all this stuff that we talk about, the evidence of Christianity, the evidence of, of Jesus' life and his work, his ministry, his death, his resurrection, that he was born of a virgin, all of these things that we believe that are part of the big story, that the world was made by God, that it was made perfect, all this kind of stuff, we believe we can't see it all, but there are things we can see that are like that tree, they lead to the roots of these things that we cannot see. Well, I know I learned something today. How about you? And would you like more of this kind of practical teaching that makes you think? Well, come see us this Sunday morning at Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington. You can get easy directions anytime at axechurchnw.org or call us at 360-885-9000. On our next episode, Pastor David will continue this look at faith and reason and a lot more. So I hope you'll join us here on Contemplate.